Hey everybody, how's it going? Arm and Hammer here. Justin LaFranco, as always, with the morning chalk up. Today on On The Minute, we are going to be starting off on a slightly somber note uh, with news of brand new layoffs out of CrossFit HQ. And as someone who has experienced the layoff uh, relatively recently myself, I can only, you know, feel for the people who are going through this. This brings the number of layoffs out of HQ uh, anywhere between 80 and 100 people in the past six or seven months. Justin, you're the one who's breaking this news. Talk to me. Yeah, so um, we got word um, the other night that sort of another round of layoffs are going to be coming. And, um, you know, there's a couple really big names that are that are in the mix. And two of those are Rory McKernan and Tyson Oldroyd, who are really OGs when it comes to CrossFit. Um, HQ staffers. Um, also, note is Mariah Moore, who was who's been on the video team for the last several years, and she's been instrumental in creating some of the the video content around the documentaries and other elements. And so, um, this is coming, a, I think, as a little bit of a surprise to fans of CrossFit, but also anybody who's been around the industry for a long time. These, you know, considered to be relatively. Um, I don't want to say safe, but 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 you know they're pillars of, of CrossFit and they're really widely recognized names. It's going to be um, you know it's a really unfortunate loss for the community. It's not having you know Rory um, you know and Tyson's work going to going to be going out there with layoffs. The first question that comes to mind is always monetary. Financial reasons tend to be the drivers for many layoffs like this, especially when you have multiple rounds back to back. You and I have had multiple conversations with people at HQ and they assure us that, you know, this this is not the reasoning behind these layoffs, that financially HQ is fine. But at the end of the day, you know, even if this is a reorganization for a greater purpose, a, a movement in a different direction for the business, it still has pretty massive ripple effects across the board. Ripple effect is huge. I mean, I think I think look like it's been clear since since the moment that that Greg and I first talked, and you've been involved in conversations with with the top brass at HQ. It's it's that you know we're not going to be in the business of covering our sport anymore, and we understand that, and we're seeing that. You know, they don't have a broadcast team, they don't really have much of a media team or a photography team or a design team that's left to support the game's media structure. But they do have some people that are in place that are going to be supporting CrossFit's broader effort, promoting health and their new initiatives, and we're seeing that. And so, um, nonetheless, like despite that. Uh, you know, Rory was transitioned over to CrossFit Health um, as of the last time that we saw him, which was which was a number of months ago. And um, I think this really just again ripple effect through the industry, and it's it sends signals that to, to stakeholders and, and other people alike, which is which is asking the question, you know, what's what's CrossFit's state of play right now, and, and do do we really think that um, you know they can competently execute on the vision of the CrossFit Games come? come this August and then obviously for for years to come down the road and I think you and I you know we have a lot of conversations about this aren't not exactly sure what that's going to look like you know they don't have a broadcast team we don't really know what if any a lot what kind of live stream experience would be provided and you know 30 35 40,000 fans expecting to show up to Madison and hundreds of athletes that are going to be um, you know invited there to compete and or who qualify through sanction events and just not exactly sure what all that's going to look like because we don't know who's left 
at this point that's on the game. And I think that's a valid question to ask because without a media team, we know that there is not going to be an official 2018 CrossFit Games documentary. It's just not going to happen. Without the organizational team behind the events themselves, the teams that were putting on regionals, putting on the games, it's hard to envision exactly how the games are going to look. And I think at this point, it's essentially guaranteed that even the in-person experience for the CrossFit Games is going to be vastly different than anything we've had in the past, especially in the past couple of years at Madison. Without a broadcast team, who knows what the actual experience is going to be like for those of us who are going to be left out of Madison to watch the games. So there are a lot of questions about this. And no one has any answers and that's that's unsettling and and just remember it's it's february it's the end it's it's we're in mid-february right now and there's you know we have march april may june july and then we're there you know it's it's uh it's about uh about five months so uh there's a lot of questions that still need to be answered i think that anybody who has a stake in the game you know you and i and then also the broader industry in general is looking to crossfit for a little bit of certainty to say mm, What's going to happen? I think that there's a lot of those questions that are happening. There's a lot of those questions that are coming up in conversations that we're having privately with with other individuals off the record. And I think um, I think that 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 layoffs like this just only only perpetuate more of those questions that people are having. So HQ also took this week as a chance to announce a new type of event, a new type of licensing that they're offering for events, and it's it's a it's an issue that I think everyone who's watching this, who's been involved in the CrossFit space is familiar with. Your local throwdown is not allowed to call themselves a CrossFit competition because they're not licensed to do that. And therefore, they're some sort of a competitive exercise or a fitness competition. A throwdown, a bash, uh, you know, such and such games, such and such a festival, whatever, you know, every other name other than CrossFit. There's a hundred different words for it. Everyone came up with their own way of of describing what this thing is supposed to be. And at the end of the day, CrossFit rightfully so realized that that's a really silly corner to paint themselves and their affiliates and and, uh, and supporters in. And now we're offering this new type of event, I guess. It's not really a new type of event. It's more like a new type of license. You know, lovingly, you called it a licensal. Yeah, it's a class. Yeah, it's a classification of events. It's a legal distinction is what it is. It's a, I think it's just a legal distinction. It allows the competitions the ability to use the word CrossFit across their promotional items, across merchandise, and across um, the name of their event. So they can call it the, oh, I, I'm at Red Wolf CrossFit, so maybe you can call it the Red Wolf CrossFit competition. You know, but previously you couldn't. Um, there may be a little bit of gray area there, but even affiliates had problems with using the word CrossFit in any competition because the only competitions that were CrossFit competitions were ones that are led and organized and orchestrated by CrossFit Inc. at the time. That was a problem a few years ago when there was a stranglehold on what CrossFit as a sport really entailed. It was just the open regionals, the age group online qualifier, the games, invitational, and that's basically it. Now you can essentially participate in the sport of CrossFit without necessarily being a CrossFit run and organized event. You can license the name CrossFit for your event and not necessarily send an, an athlete to the game. So this is completely different than the sanctionals. This is completely different from those sanctioned events. So yeah, this is purely for fun or money or bragging rights or, you know, crosstown rivalries or whatever you want to have there. I think, I think, look, you know, there's 15,000 plus affiliates in the world. 
many of those affiliates run competitions or throwdowns or bashes or in-house intramurals of some kind uh, all across the year. I don't know if you've been to Competition Corner recently, but they run and execute more than two to 3,000 events through their platform every single year, and that continues to grow. And the fact that none of those competitions up until now could use the word CrossFit hurts marketing for CrossFit at the end of the day. It's also a lost bit of, it's also a bit of revenue that's left on the table at the end of the day too. And so I think it's a smart play. I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it makes monetary sense. But my question is, what is the problem that is being solved right now? Why would any of these events want to participate in licensing the name CrossFit for their event if they've already existed for even just a year and the audience that they're serving already knows that they're basically a CrossFit event. There isn't the backbone of the game's season or media or marketing machine that existed previously. So I think what's really the the sort of rub here for me is I don't understand why anyone would pay for this. <laughs> no, it's a valid question. And I think, look, if you're asking the question, why now? I think it's because they didn't do it previously. And that was a missed opportunity. They should have instituted this three or four years ago, sort of at the height of what we would consider to be like amateur CrossFit, in quotations, competitions that were just beginning to start, you know, and they were really beginning to, to catch a lot of wave and a lot of um, growth in the sport, especially around the United States. I mean, we see them all over the place. I think it was a huge missed opportunity for the individual competitions. You know, a lot of people want to be official. A lot of people want to be able to say that. A lot of people want to be able to that there's a, to, to, to have that distinction. Um, we see that across marketing all in, in, in literally in every sector. Um, now, I'm not necessarily buying it from the standpoint of um, is it worth the money? Because I don't know exactly how much individuals, uh, organizations are paying for that. But what I do know is that if you want to run a big competition inside of CrossFit and you eventually want to be a sanctioned event, that you do have to play um, this game. You're going to have to go and sign up and be a licensed event and then hopefully put in your bid or your your um, application to become a sanctioned event. So for that reason, you know, it's it's going to make sense for the, that pocket of individuals. The the everyday affiliate, I'm not exactly sure if it makes sense for them to do that, but um, there's probably a few out there that are saying, you know, I would really like to run an official CrossFit event, I, and I appreciate the distinction in social media. That's the blue check mark, right? So, um, you know, I think that that... Uh, Yep, we'll see. Right now they have two signed up that we know of, and, and we'll see how this plays out over the next several months. As far as the sanctioned events go, we actually are about a week away from uh, Strength and Depth UK from kicking off. Now, Strength and Depth is also kicking off the weekend of 19.1, which in case you forgot, the Open starts in a week. So how's that for, for just mind-blowing time travel? Feels like just yesterday, this entire tower of Jenga blocks that was the CrossFit <laughs> game season was That's toppled. That's quite the metaphor, Armin. <laughs> and here we are with the Open kicking off in just a week, as well as Strength and Depth UK, which is, you know, they've already made it clear that they're going to be using 19.1 as one of the events uh, which gives the athletes there an opportunity to not have to choose, which I think is a, a uh, great move on them. But smart move. let's talk about the athletes. Let's yeah. talk about the athletes there, Justin. Well, look, I'll, I'll run through a couple of the names on the women's side um, that I think that I think are really you know two watch athletes, and these are these none of these are going to come as surprises here. It's Jamie Green, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, Emma McQuaid, Turi Helga daughter, 
Jessica Griffith, who just came off of the win at Wadapalooza on a team event uh, with her team, and then Danny Spiegel. Um, those are my – oh, and then Haley Adams uh, is another one. Uh, those are my, my athletes to watch, and I think the particular note in these – this this needs to be recognized for what it is. Two of those athletes, Sig- Sigmund's daughter and Spiegel, are competing in their third sanctioned event already this season. They started in Dubai, they competed at Wadapalooza, and now they're going to London to compete. That's um, that's a. It's really impressive that Danny Spiegel's qualified for all of these, um, but also that they're maintaining their power position that they have performed from the first one. Um, and then hopefully into the third one. And so we're going to be watching really closely about what kind of toll does this take on an athlete who's competed in three competitions over the course of two and a half months. And so, uh, or actually just two months, really, because it was mid, mid-December to, to, to mid-end February. And uh, I'm going to be watching really closely to that. I think, I think Jamie Green, Sigmund's daughter, uh, are going are gonna to make really tough runs for the podium here. And um, I, 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 I'm, I'm really excited to watch that. One of the things that we talked about with the last set of sanctioned events, the, the, the fittest in Cape Town, is this sort of merging of athletes that you would never see competing against one another outside of the CrossFit Games. And I think this is a perfect example of that. I mean, you're talking about putting Sarah and Danny, and Jamie Green, and some of the best out of the UK all together. Haley Adams, you know, a teen phenom getting into, coming into her own in this competition scene. These are all competitors that really more than maybe one or two of them would never have shared the competitive field together outside of the games. And now we get to see them compete on the same field for a spot at the CrossFit Games, which is about the highest stakes as possible in this season right now. And I think that is the type of excitement that the sanctioned events are definitely bringing to the table that we haven't seen in the past. And one thing that has been, you know, really fluctuating over the past few of these sanctioned events is the live streaming situation. We had very different experiences in the broadcast from Dubai through uh, Fittis in Cape Town. I mean, from from well-produced uh, broadcasts to broadcasts behind the paywall to no broadcasts at all to off of iPhones uh, onto Facebook Live. These are, these are the ri- widest range of possibilities you can imagine. And Strength and Depth will have a broadcast. It looks like it's a pretty cool setup there. You know, yeah, it does. It looks, honestly, I gotta be honest, um, from, from the screenshots I saw from event director Ollie Mansbridge, I, I honestly, like, um, I think it's the closest to being on par with what we've seen from the game's experience in the past. I saw leaderboards, I saw screen pools, uh, or a screen pulled up of you know uh, statistics and placements, and I I'm really excited to see how that plays out. I know the guys at Strength and Depth um, really like to put a ton of effort and energy into their production and the quality of what they do. I've never been to the event, but from everybody I've talked to, it's an excellent, really well-run event. So I'm I'm for one I'm very excited about seeing how that plays out. Um, from what I've seen so far, I'm really well encouraged uh, uh, for, for you know, my expectations, are, I think, are pretty high. Um, we'll find out in, I think, probably a few more days, and we'll get a sneak peek on what things are going to look like. But, but from now, I, I'm really um, you know, excited. I can't wait to watch. I wish I was going to be there. <laughs> you might think with with one week left before the open starts that we're going to be talking about predicting workouts and who's going to do what. But instead of doing that, we are going to talk about Jillian Michaels. And if you haven't seen it yet, Jillian Michaels essentially was on some Instagram page. I think it was Shape. 
and she was talking about how she has a couple of issues with CrossFit, such as they we only use 20 to 25 events and we don't, or workouts events, we only use 20 to 25 different types of movements, so there isn't a lot of variety. And on top of that, you know, we're not really training every modality that, that we should be training. It's just a lot of power training. And on top of that, you know, we don't, we get, just get used to using the same movements over and over again. So I guess muscle confusion is completely out the window. So I, I don't know, Justin, what are your feelings about this? Well, I think it's a total pile of crap, honestly. I, I, I really, like, I don't think you can say it any other way. I don't have a problem with people that don't like CrossFit, honestly. And I, I don't think, a, I think anybody like us doesn't really have a problem. We've gone way past that point where CrossFit is the, you know, the something that we're going to stand up there and say everybody has to love. We're, you know, we're rational about this. Not everybody's going to do CrossFit. Not everyone's going to love CrossFit. And I don't really care if you love it or hate it. But what I do care about is that when somebody who literally describes themselves as the foremost expert in fitness on her Facebook page comes out and says, well, CrossFit is, is, is bad because of these things. Oh, and by the way, the reasons that she gave are completely and totally false. Furthermore, that person who has 1.3 million followers on Instagram and one of the most widely recognized voices in the fitness industry comes out and, and tears down CrossFit not even for its merits, but because she doesn't like it, I have a problem with that because she is so influential in what she says. She's on the cover of magazines all the time um, and people that are going into the grocery stores or that are tuning into television or they're looking at social media are gonna say, oh, Jillian Michaels' CrossFit isn't, doesn't help you get fitter or more, more, or more mobile or doesn't challenge you. That I have problems with because that has to be rebutted. She can't be somebody that's allowed to get out there and use her large platform and voice and, and, and run, over, run over CrossFit. And, and I'm just not going to stand for that. I think it's really clear. And what I got from this video, watching it and, and seeing what her issues with CrossFit were, is that she just doesn't know what CrossFit is. And the way that she tried to describe the problems that CrossFitters run into is obviously coming from a position of not knowing what this thing is. The foremost fitness expert in the world doesn't know the depth, does not understand CrossFit. <laughs> that's, that's, and that's, that's literally, you go to her Facebook page, go to the about sections as the foremost fitness expert in the world. And she does not understand CrossFit. Her ignorance of not knowing what CrossFit is combined with her with her ability and just mindset of I'm going to talk about this thing that I don't like, it, that's a bad combination. At, at the very at the very least, at least let's get let's get this let's get the the base of what we're talking about correct. Give me something that I can I can try and talk to you about other than saying maybe start by learning what it is that CrossFit does to begin with. But that unfortunately is just the way that the fitness industry works. And I think I think I saw a Brooke Entz comment on there with something that that was probably just painfully close to the truth, which is Jillian Michaels had someone tell her, "Hey, you can drum up a lot of a lot of people talking about you if you just talk about CrossFit. You can be relevant again if you just talk about CrossFit, and then all of a sudden everybody be talking about Jillian Michaels again. And look where we are. We're talking about Jillian Michaels again, man. I think. Look, like, and you pointed this out. Problem with the fitness industry in general. Look, Shape Magazine 
is culpable in this. Um, they're the ones who posted it. They did an interview and they posted it a couple of like two months after the interview happened. And look, so you know, I think I think it's worth worth reminding ourselves that this is what they describe their mission statement as being. She and it's talking about like the 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 the, the average woman of today wants to know what's next. And shape gives her the tools to stay ahead of the curve. We motivate, not dictate, and spark fresh thinking from owning her personal style to nurturing her body and her brain. With shape, she will discover and participate in a well-lived life. And I don't think that meets the basic standard of their own mission statement. I think that, that by posting this, Jillian Michaels was clearly trying to tear down millions of individuals who are adhering to CrossFit and that have found um, fitness freedom through CrossFit. And, 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 and not, it's not at all promoting or saying, well, we're so happy that millions of people are off the couch and are moving around and they're challenging their bodies every single day. It's saying, you guys shouldn't be doing that. And that's dumb. And Sorry, I mean, I think Shape's culpable in, 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 in Jillian Michaels, you know, misinformed claim there. All of the all of those shenanigans aside, the the ignorance to what CrossFit is all about, the responsibility that Shape has as a publication to sort of give voice to the the the, the right types of attitudes. All of that aside, every single person watching this right now knows that what she had to say has nothing to do with what we do in the gym every single day, whether it's twice a week, once a week, six times a week, seven times a day, whoever is out there doing that. This has no effect or bearing on our experience and our enjoyment of this thing. And I guess, you know, with that in mind, let's just go ahead and, and say, we all still really like CrossFit, so na 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 na. Jillian Michaels, how's that feel? At the end, at the end of the day, CrossFitters <laughs> are more passionate about CrossFit now after having read her post than they were previously, and hopefully, lots of people weren't turned off by that. But unfortunately, they probably will. But nonetheless, CrossFitters are going to conti- continue to talk about it, and they're going to be the walking, living proof of its effectiveness. I mean, that's what we are. We're sitting here and we're standing here, and we see it every day when every time we walk into the gym, and we're going to continue to be, you know, uh, you know clear testaments of the fact that it is effective you know when you've if got only crossfit still had a robust <laughs> media department to rebut things like this you could just and there you go on them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was hurtful that was hurtful either way it, but we'll, we'll just we'll leave that one on the ground you don't have to laugh at that anybody that's fine justin lafranco with the morning chalk up right there I'm Armin Hammer. This has been an episode of On The Minute. And when we come back for our next episode, by the way, guys, we're going to be less than 24 hours away from the start of the 2019 CrossFit Games Open. I hope you guys are ready. You should probably start doing some couch stretch and maybe hydrating right now because I think things are going to get real hairy. Real spicy. We'll see See you you next next week. (laughs) 